Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Untucked. Today we are going to talk about um, Philly sports, obviously. Um, then we are going to get into the K-shaped recovery or what is now being called the K-shaped recovery um, in our economy, in our country as a result of the COVID recession. We're going to discuss um, an article written by Scott Galloway about the potential for Disney to create a reoccurring um subscription revenue stream and then finally we'll wrap up with move more movie theater talk um, and whether or not movie theaters are are truly dead now as a result of COVID-19. Enjoy. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 39 of Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. This is Jeff. On February 16th, 1996, Shaquille O'Neal made the only three-point shot he would ever make in his entire career. He made one three-point shot in his entire career. I mean, I'm kind of surprised he even has one. Really? One for what? Do you know how many he took in his career? I have no idea. Probably would have been good information to have. I do not know how many. I'm assuming he only took one and he made it. I'm assuming he went one for one. This was the first. So I typed in how many three-pointers. Didn't even type did. And the first thing is did Shaq make. Is that because my computer is listening to us? Or is that because a lot of people want to know this answer? Ooh, good question. I think it's definitely listening to us. Yeah. I don't think many people care about how many threes Shaq made. I mean, it had to be what? Like, shot clock's about to hit zero. He happens to have the ball, and he hucks one up and makes it. Otherwise, uh, why is that guy <laughs> taking a three-pointer? It was at the buzzer, it says. Okay. There you go. Shaquille O'Neal has made one three-pointer in his career in the 95-96 season. He took a turnaround three-pointer at the buzzer, and it went in. He attempted 22 three-point field goals and made one. That is 5% on his career. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a really fun fact, Meg. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time, and he made one three-pointer. Yeah, but guys, remember the league when he played. It wasn't what it is now. Thank you for the history lesson there, Megan. <laughs> okay. Jeez. We got any Philly? We got a bird's win. We do. Jeff's very proud of his pick last Oh, he week. was correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I predicted it. Bird's win. <laughs> it was just one of those games where they had no business winning. If you watched the pregame, whatever channel that's on. Like, Everybody picked. They all, there were like eight guys and they mm. all picked the Niners. There's a Twitter handle. It's called freezing cold takes. That was the game ended. And it was like the immediate tweet was a screenshot of Niners, 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 Niners. Like who do you have tonight? It was nice to see Carson play better than he's been playing. Didn't he throw an interception on their first possession? Wasn't his fault. It wasn't. <laughs> no, I really saw little of the game. I didn't so. watch any. Somebody hit it or bounced off the receiver's hands. It got popped up in the air and they grabbed it. Yeah, I mean it was one that was unfortunate because like there it goes, another interception. But it wasn't his fault. They have no chance on Sunday against Steelers. the Steelers. Why do you say no chance? Um. Steelers offense is better than the offense. Like they have a they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Whereas Ben is still playing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh my God. Isn't yeah. he like forty percent of what he was though? Like I mean But he's better. The 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 guy that played for San Francisco, I don't even know Mullins, I think his name was, he was awful. He's the oh, reason. Is Garoppolo hurt? Yeah, Garoppolo was oh, hurt. Oh, I didn't know that. So he's the reason that we were able to win. Our defense looked okay. They looked actually pretty good because San Francisco's quarterback was bad. Although, what's his name? Kittle ran all over us. Um, and you got Juju Smith-Schuster. You have a couple other good weapons on there. James Conner, Ben Roth. Like, they're, they're a decent squad. They're going to shit on us. 
Phil, you're not picking the Eagles. I did not pick the Eagles. I picked them. Okay. <laughs> Do you honestly think the Eagles are going to win the game? Um, I I have not watched a full game this whole season. What do you do on Sunday? Well, I was away this past weekend, and I watched LeBron instead of the birds. Wow, that's a violation. <laughs> that's a violation. I only have one, maybe two more basketball games this season. Give it. Let me have it. Oh, I want to throw up. You watched the Lakers over the Eagles. That's 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 disgusting. I watched was, LeBron over well, Was the that the walk-off game? Yes, it was oh, the freaking walk-off game. I didn't mean game. to do this. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to do this. Whiner crybaby. Father of the year. Dad of the year. <laughs> showing the kids a good example. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Megan's not. So you like, you like the, the birds. I like the Steelers. Trains, you're indifferent. I, I say they tie. Okay. <laughs> Second tie of the year. I will make. I will also make this prediction. Week freaking four or five, the Eagles will win the division because of the of the tie that they had with the Bengals. Yeah, somebody said that to me the other day. Like maybe that was the whole plan, or maybe maybe Christian said it. I don't know. Yeah, Christian said something the, about the, playing chess. The whole tie, the whole playing for the tie. <laughs> yeah, the whole playing for the tie is going to come and actually be like a huge coaching genius maneuver. It's 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 why Doug did it. He was he was under the impression that a tie can mean something. It's way better than a loss. There's no way that Dallas doesn't win like ten games though. They're they're not they're, or, or nine games. I'll say. I mean, with they're that, one and three. I know they're but putting they, up insane. They, he passes for five hundred yeah. yards every week, and all they have to do is just figure some things out. Like stop somebody. on defense, but they can't. How hard can that be? They, they're not doing it. They lost 104 to 120 last week. What? What? They lost last week. 104? I'm joking. I'm making it. Oh. Like, like, it was like 49 to, to 42. They, yeah, it was, no. it was ridiculous. They can't stop anybody. And Dow sucks. <laughs> <laughs> God, I sound like such a like typical yeah, Philly fan. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, Take that to uh, 94. W yeah, I'm sorry. I just Do hate we Dallas. think though? I mean, how many teams have had COVID situations? Right, yeah, that's a good point. Like it's in practice facilities. Games have gotten postponed. It's starting to maybe weeks? get a little bit sort of potentially out of control. Yeah, how many more weeks we got? Three, and then shut down. I don't know. This this kid from New England, Gilmore, has it. And well, Cam has it. Yeah. But the kid Gilmore from New England was seen like hugging Patty Mahomes. Uh, so you know he's I mean, he's gonna have it. Mahomes yeah, has it. Yeah. I mean I'm speculating, but <laughs> I don't want to put that out to the public. But, um no, realistically to, to realistically answer your question, I think we probably have Yeah, yeah, now I like three to four weeks until they have to shut it down because there's too many people out. Mm-hmm. And and the schedule has the gotten schedule so screwed up. Yeah. Did I read that Florida or my one of the Florida teams? No. You're no. I'm 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 they've not letting, in agreement. They've opened their stadium yep. for full capacity. The governor of Wait, full. The governor of Florida said, "I'm allowing full capacity." Now, granted, since he's a freaking moron, the Miami Dolphins organization are not stupid and mm-hmm. they said hold on we're not doing that yeah maybe like 7500 or maybe 13000 oh, yeah, i think but, i read 13 but not 60000 do 60000 people ever really go to a miami dolphins game though I, no, no no chance and you would hope that but uh, that well i was going to say does that apply to the college football teams in that that, that are playing out of florida and how does that Impact college football. Probably. I don't I mean, know. I've not, I've not can't looked give into the it. Dolphins a, a pass and shut everybody else down. Yeah, I mean, do you guys think we have more than three or four weeks before it gets totally botched? Um, No, I guess not. I, I'm mostly thinking about he has it. They played this team. It's like the schedule, to your point, 
not only how they have to revise it moving forward, but looking back and saying this team was exposed and then they traveled here and it just, it's too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, it could be winding down like quickly. Yeah. The season, if this yeah keeps up, but we'll see. All right, so we um, we have a difference of opinions on the birds this week. Mm-hmm. Big news for the Sixers organization. Mm-hmm. How you feel about the Doc Rivers pick? I'm I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Wow, that was very half-hearted. No, I'm I'm like everything is cautiously optimistic at best right now. Like that, I you know how I feel about the Sixers. I. Uh, Are you afraid Doc Rivers is going to be too hard on your two precious little boys? No. <laughs> is that what this is about? Not. No, it's not about that at all. If anything, he said all the right things to people like me who believe that Ben and Joe can coexist. Um, to me, the coach it being hired by a front office that has made poor decision after poor decision after poor decision is – it's not the first thing that should have happened. And I understand that the coaches available on the market, we had to take what we could get, but the people making these decisions should not still be making the decisions. The front office needs to go. Elton Brand should not be the GM. So to me, there are just so many bigger problems that this is a Band-Aid, which sure, I'm, I'm excited about. Do I think it's going to ultimately lead to the changes I want to see in terms of personnel on the court no so let's go doc thought it was process (laughs) 2.0 man (laughs) i i would like if we never said process again on the trust the process (laughs) phil's fired their uh gm clintac okay Oh, no one knew that except for me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. Yeah, known he's who out. He's done. Was. They've been. They were. Yeah. They were calling for his head for about a week, and they finally two weeks, and they finally got rid of him. Thank okay. God. So the fills are trending in the right direction. Did they sign JT yet? No, they still have not signed JT Real Muto. It's 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 a disgrace. Why? It's a disgrace. Why does the manager get to wear a uniform, but the general manager doesn't have to? Get to, <laughs> yeah, or get to, yeah. It's probably the only manager that looked somewhat decent in a uniform in the last like thirty years was Gabe Kapler. That's an interesting. Wow. <laughs> Didn't really expect. Well, he looked say- like a player, whereas all the other ones uh-huh. looked like Norm from Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Just observation. Stating the obvious. <laughs> okay. Uh, any Flyers news? Wasn't there a draft? There was a draft. Um, how, how do I we watched like our it. picks? I of course, you watched, you watched the, the draft. Career. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the first round was televised. Flyers had a late had, had excuse me a late first round pick, so it wasn't like they were getting a you know anyone who's going to be playing next year or maybe not in the next few. But it wasn't. I don't think like a particularly like exciting and deep draft. Even the number one overall is going to be an awesome player, but he's not like a probably not a generational guy. But the Rangers have him. Rangers are like all of a sudden good because mm-hmm. he'll step in next year and actually produce. So Flyers picked a kid who's not a good skater, <laughs> has like a great shot. <laughs> and I were, we were laughing about it. They love to pick these like lumbering <laughs> guys who have, you know, they re- they need work on their skating and they have all this other skill and talent. But in this league, if you can't skate, you can't play. And, um, how can he not skate? Not skate is relative. I mean, he's a fantastic player, but rel- like that's his weakness is skating. In this league, if you, I don't care what kind of shot you have, if you're not going to be able to get in yourself in a position to, you know, convert your your whatever. How? But who knows? They can. I think they have a lot of confidence that they can develop that, fix it, get him to be an average skater. Um, but there's no it doesn't look like there's any impact players uh, and then once you get to the third round and beyond it's like rare that guys even play in the league so how many rounds are there seven Jesus um how old is the kid they drafted 18 yeah I saw a picture of yeah. him I don't think he's gone through puberty yet yeah it's he so looks funny you look like at these a kids baby yeah I mean they're 18 year old kids they're you know I'm like at this age now where people i watch 
like professional athletes or singers I listen to or artists are younger than me. And it is a weird feeling. Now is when you start using the term kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to because I hate that. Like I hated being generalized that way just because I happen to be younger. But like I'm watching Tyler Hero have like – a career postseason for the Heat right now, and he's 20 years old. You're like, look at this kid killing it. Yeah. Like, there was a stat that was like, first player born in 2000 2000. to play in the finals, and I was like, oh, my God. You're old as shit. I'm old as shit. Yeah. I mean, these kids, um, some of these NHL draftees were born in um, 02, and and I I think 02. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. like two, one to two birth years ahead of well, like my son. You know? That's insane. So yeah, and then you have your son. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but no, I, I love that stuff. I love like the prospects and like what like paying attention to who's coming up and stuff. So, so my cousin's kid is going to Canada for juniors, uh, like next week, to play for in in the Canadian juniors. Yeah. system. Yeah. So cool. I don't know. Does that mean he's got a shot of like making anything? I mean, it means he's on to that next level, which is a good step. But it's he's one of you know hundreds and hundreds of kids trying to make it, just like him. They're all good. Yeah, odds are against him, but yeah. who knows? Is there like if you don't make it in the NBA, you play in Europe? Is there like another professional league somewhere on the world in Europe? Typically. Oh, you can play in Europe. Europe, Russia. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of like there's a lot of um. You know, professionals who are towards the end of their careers, they'll end up finishing it out over there to make some money and keep playing. Or kids who played D1 in college and just never made it in the pros in in North America go over there and play. Okay. Is there an AHL? Yeah. Is that, what it, is that what you're referring no, to? No, that, that's in that's in North America. I mean, it's another the US. lower league, right? It's the minor, it's the top minor league feeding into the NHL. Oh, it would be like it would be like triple A in baseball. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, one more sport thing. I know we're not big WNBA. We don't talk about it much. Does Seattle it. Storm won the championship. Sue Bird it like won a championship in three different decades as a WNBA player. Like right. the like, 90s, the 2000s, yeah, different decades. So the late 90s, 2000, and then 2020. Who's Sue Bird? The best women's basketball player of all time. Have you ever heard of her? No. Huh. Wait, how many decades? Four? Three different decades. So she has three The 90s, the 2000s, and like the 2010s like or the, something. Not like that. the 10s. No, she, she missed the 10s. It could have been four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe it was the two. No, it wasn't three in a row. It was like 99 Sometime in 2000, nothing in the 10s, and then just now in 2020. It's amazing. It is. I'm being serious. No, you're not. You're being a dick. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. Good That's crazy. That they play. It's very It's good crazy basketball. that she was in the league that long. And has been that successful been that. that long. Yeah, that's a long time. And that impactful that long. Or it just means the talent's a little. They're the best women's basketball players in the world. All right. So she's the best of the best. Like, she's the greatest in the world at something. The world. You've said that (laughs) multiple times. Yeah, I mean, it's the highest level of women's basketball, and to do do that for that long is, is amazing. In any sport, has there been any other athlete that has won championships on like in like multiple, like three different decades? I don't know. Has Tom Brady done that? No, he's only no. been playing for twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, that's I'm I'm more impressed by her the longevity. Yeah, and she's the starting point guard. That's on the crazy. Championship Is she Larry Bird's daughter? No, she's not related. Is she, okay. You know, I was thinking this is unrelated, but it's on sports, so I'll just mention it. Why don't they give, you know, they give out the awards like MVP and all the different stuff at the end of the year and all the, I'm thinking hockey. Why don't they have an award that the players vote on for the best ref? Best ref of the, of the give the refs a little recognition for doing a great job because some of them are really respected by the players because they do a good job, they're fair, they're consistent, whatever, and others are, yeah, eh. Why not give some sort of, like, recognition to them? No? 
I never football. thought about that, Mike. Yeah, there should be. There probably the, is. Do the leagues just not want to make the refs that uh, more of a part of the game, so they want to keep them in the background? There probably is. I'll I'll shoot a text to my buddy who's an NBA ref and say, "Do you guys have? Why don't like, we get him on the pod and we can ask him that question?" Well, I think, and th- this is me kind of mostly speculating. Um, at least I know in the NBA that the best refs, and I don't know who votes on it. I would assume it's like by coaches. I don't think players have a vote. Um, front offices, maybe even some media members, they vote on what refs are in the playoffs and then what refs get to like more. Yeah, hockey does round. the same thing. So maybe that's their version of it. Like, yeah, that's you, probably it. Like if you're the if, if you you're awarded refing in the, right. the finals, then you're you've, you're the considered the best, right. Right? right? By the league, but nobody knows your name as a fan. It used to be in hockey they had their um, last names on the back of their ref jerseys. Oh, really? I mean, can you, I mean you can see why they stopped doing that Yeah. yeah. with the fans and the heckling, yeah. but it's kind of funny. Screw it's you, funny. Capaldi! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry for the Yeah, diversion. deep thoughts by Michael Trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Coach's Corner. Meet the K-shaped recession where professional workers are largely fine and everyone else is doing awful. Alana Akhtar uh, wrote this article in the Business Insider. Uh, there has been a lot of talk about the different letter-shaped recoveries our country and economy will, could, or may experience as a result of the COVID recession. You've probably heard V, U, or W. But the letter K is now gaining some momentum. Economists are using the letter K because high-income Americans have seen jobs come back and income grow, while middle and lower class people have not. The letter K describes the dramatically different experiences certain industries are having both during and recovering from this recession. Have you guys heard K before this, before we talked about Yeah, this? yeah. I mean, it seems to be like all anyone's talking about when they're yeah. writing articles or talking about the, the recovery. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, the letters, I'm, I've, I'm, I've had it with the letters. The V, <laughs> U, K, W, L. I don't know. Uh, you can have the letters. <laughs> yeah, but it, like, why? But it's true. I mean, it's, it's kind of, sorry, I just, it, clearly, we're, it, we're all aware that the, the, the people who have suffered the most through this are the ones that are the, it's the restaurant workers. It's the like right. It's the those who can't work remotely. Like put it that way. Yeah. Right. And um, those who can work remotely have largely been okay, um, unless their companies have have gone out. <laughs> but right. yeah, okay. So it's a K-shaped recovery. I guess the people that write and talk about this say, okay, well that's a problem because all that's doing is widening the income inequality gap, and that's bad. And we're you know then they predict what's going to happen as a result of how bad that is. So what do you got, Jeff? I'm just curious why they can't like V it was a sharp decline, quick recovery. You, it was a slow decline. slow. like, why do they have to confuse people? No one knows what V U and W. I mean, they, they just don't. The average person doesn't. You don't think that the letter helps that? Maybe. Well, I know that when COVID started, there was some yes. talk about this could be a V. Yes. Like we could have like a sharp, sharp recovery, which we kind of did. did. Right. Although it turned out to be a K. <laughs> you know. But, but then I mean, there was a talk then about W because we're going to have the second phase hit in the winter, which we've never stopped the first phase. So I don't know. The K is a little bit harder. To yeah, the to K stop. is going to throw everyone <laughs> off. I guess this kind of resonated with me just because there's a lot of discussion now about like a, a second stimulus package and it's clear that like there are millions and millions and millions of Americans who have just not experienced the same type of outcome from this from this sharp recovery that that maybe we have or that other tech companies have or that people with money and access um, have and the fact that you know we're still hemming and hawing about you know twelve hundred dollars or whatever it just seems silly when the evidence obviously supports the fact that there are a lot of people in the industries you've described airline industries that are like mass mass layoffs travel i mean the the things that are going to take time to get back 
the people who are employed by them, what are they supposed to do? You timely? are encouraging that we start to see a reverse K recovery. I'm not encouraging. I'm saying because of the K, I hate that we're continuing to talk about it this way, but because the K is happening, what are we going to do with the people who aren't recovering? Yeah. And like, even if it's 1200 bucks, does that change something? And I'm throwing that number out. I don't even know if that's what's on the table for the for a second round of stimulus. But it just feels like we know what's happening and we're blatantly ignoring it. I'm not mad at Amazon and, and, and Google and all of these companies and us being able to do what we do remotely. I'm not mad at those people or those industries. But it just feels like we're leaving a lot of people behind. Yeah. So we talked about before um, COVID being an accelerant. Not my idea at all. This was something that one of the other authors we're going to talk about brought out, which was that like it really took things that were trending that may take years and years that happened like immediately with specifically technology and some of the um, forced, you know, use of technology um, and just as an accelerant in daily business life and personal life and all the other things. Um, Income equality, inequality was a thing that was talked about a lot before COVID and the K-shaped situation has accelerated that too. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody that I read or hear from agrees that that is not a good thing at all. Mm -hmm. That there's a point, a tipping point at which it turns into not just income inequality that people observe and talk about, but something that that runs into like unrest. Right. <laughs> and sure. let's get, let's make a change here, whether it's political or social or whatever. And um, it's not a healthy way for an economy or society to persist and actually get worse and worse with. So I don't know. I know what I'm saying other than K-shaped recovery is probably not a great thing. If it continues on. Well, and it, it's, you know, you see these headlines where it's like billionaires wealth right. has increased by these staggering, staggering numbers since COVID. And again, I'm not taking the perspective that that's bad. It's that the people who can't pay their bills and are now like no longer even applying for jobs because they have no prospects because they've been laid off. Like that's what we're doing. We're just widening this this gap that i mean at what point does someone just say we got to help we have to do something and the fact that the current administration is punting on that just it seems unfair but i think it also explains to a a large extent what people are confused about which is why is the market up why is it continuing to go up because labor is struggling you know hourly wage laborers are struggling generally Capital is not. Capital is yeah. killing it. If yeah. you're investing capital, you're killing it. If you're making returns on your capital, you're killing it. If you're making a return on your hourly wage, you're probably not. Right. And that's where we are. That's a good point. Well said, Mike. Thanks. Wrap up, wrap up Coach's Corner. <laughs> Unleash the Mouse. Uh, Scott Galloway wrote this article on his blog, No Mercy, No Malice. Scott coins the term rundle or reoccurring revenue bundle in this post, which focuses on Disney and the opportunity they have specifically to create a reoccurring revenue stream by combining their current assets. Access to parks, member-only cruises, pre-release film viewing, these are just a few of the ideas Scott has um, that by his estimation could create a staggering reoccurring revenue business. What is Scott? I know we've talked about this a million times. He is like a business professor. Yeah, he's a professor at NYU. He teaches like brand strategy and kind of marketing sort of related stuff. And he he's also an entrepreneur, I'll call it like he's, you know, he's started companies and things like that. He's but his expertise is in brand and strategy and kind of so he talks a lot about like the, you know Disney this example like a like one of the most iconic brands and yeah. what, how how they should unlock their value that kind of stuff because I just found this like very duh and like why isn't Disney doing this and why is Scott Galloway just writing a blog post about it he's actually um 
He's a smart guy for sure. He's really articulate and kind of entertaining to listen to and read. Mm-hmm. And, I enjoy reading him. Yeah, and he, um, he's been actually pretty good in some of his earlier, and I don't know if I'll call them predictions or if they're just suggestions. Like one was Twitter, yeah, in which he was saying they got to go to like a subscriber model, you know, and of course, I like, pay so much they, money for Twitter. Right. Would um, you really? Oh my god, it's my favorite place in the world. He's really <laughs> obsessed with. Um, he's uh, you know the the big. The fangs, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, um, and those those guys, and how they've been so enormously successful, and also how some of them have been evil. He's, mm-hmm. he's he rails against them for the bad stuff they do. But his whole point here is Disney. <clears throat> I think the the best point he made in here, which I heard before out of him, was that a lot of people mistake marketers. Let's say they mistake um, what what consumers want is more choice. We got to figure out a way to give them more choice. And he's like, that's absolutely wrong. They want more certainty of choice. They want to know that when they pick something, they're confident that it was the right choice. It's 100% right. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. I agree 100%. I don't want more choices, man. Yeah. I want to know that the one I'm going to pick is the right one. And I'm and I'm getting like overwhelmed with all these like subscription models, which is the new model, right? Mm-hmm. Just getting people to pay your monthly subscription. I'm like... Looking at, all right, we have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, and just go down the list. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's starting to like stress me out. Like there's just too much. And I'd like it to be more condensed. And I'm assuming that's kind of where he's going here with this. Um, I think what he, where he's going is more so because you're talking strictly about like streaming platforms, let's say. He's saying Disney, as it exists as a as a company, we'll call it, has parks, it has cruises, it makes movies, it has the Disney Plus platform, it has apparel. Like, there are just so many arms to what Disney is and what they do. And there's nothing that has said, like, because you know Disney people are freaks. Like, Mm -hmm. the Disney weirdos, they, like, those are the people who would pay, call it a monthly or an annual subscription to have exclusive access to all of the things they're already doing individually, but put it in one. Yeah. So in my, it's eliminating the need to book the cruise here and get the pre-release film here. You just get it automatically. You get it because you're he, D squared, I think he calls it. Yeah. Which probably needs a little work. But like, I think that's his idea. So it's not necessarily... Um, condensing similar offerings. It's saying that Disney has so many and putting them under one, like, I don't know. I'm but how many companies have that unique feature that Disney has? Are there a lot? Because like the brand, so his whole argument is that they're, they're, they're screwing up because their stock performance is atrocious compared to even the S&P 500, let alone Netflix and, and all those others that are running away with it. And he's suggesting that they have to kind of rip a big Band-Aid off and take a huge hit to their revenues, but try to convert everybody to a, like a subscriber base. And he's also saying, who better to come out with this like like game-changing educational product than Disney, yeah. which but- is like trusted. For little, little kids, they're, they're addicted to Disney, right? Shows, movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and if Disney can figure out how to deliver like education virtually or, or otherwise to kindergartners, third graders? I think to answer your question, Jeff, there aren't many. Like, I don't know that there, he's saying this is an opportunity a lot of other companies have. I think he's saying, like, this is something Disney specifically should be doing because they're missing. They're missing opportunities themselves. Um, I think he points out a couple other... So obviously, we you the ones you mentioned, Netflix, Amazon, HBO, Apple TV, and then there's Peloton, Adobe, your Whoop, right? Yeah. <laughs> My Whoop. I, but I don't know that any, like none of those names, maybe Amazon is a little bit of a catch-all, I guess, but none of those other companies do things other than what you know them for doing. Right. And I think he's making the case that Disney's way too um, conservative or just not getting it when it comes to telling their story. Like they're the greatest storytelling company ever made, but they're 
Disney Incorporated sucks at it. Whereas you have Tesla and all these other like all these other companies out there that are just making claims and saying things about what you know how much stuff they're going to sell and how many subscribers they're going to get and the market rewards them by bidding up the stock and Disney's not doing that. So he's saying instead of having these separate revenue streams create a subscription model. Mm-hmm. And we think that will be more lucrative? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the you don't market ha- loves recurring revenue and they'll pay more for that revenue dollar. But um, I, I guess I'm a little confused. <laughs> um, so I want to go to, the, to to Disney World. Yeah. That's part of my, it's part of my subscription. I want to take a Disney cruise. That's part of my... Now, I understand if I go into the park, I have to pay for the yes. soda and I got to buy the food yep. and I got to buy apparel if I want to get it. Yep. But access to all of these things, Disney Plus... The, the, the park, the cruise. You know how much that subscription would have to be for it to be like... Do you know how much Dude. these people pay Disney already for, for one-off visits it, to uh, well, a park or like... And not only that, and I don't... I guess I don't connect with this that much, but the kids and the merchandise that they buy from like watching a princess show or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean... They're talking about like... Or he's talking about like making putting that on autopilot having something sent to them like every time they watch a a new movie he so he says he does the math if we assume d d squared has an addressable market on par with amazon prime memberships 82 percent of american families with kids k through 12 50 percent of eu families with kids and 40 percent of japanese families with kids translates to 52 million household subscribers at 50 bucks a month this is a potential $30 billion a year reoccurring revenue. So it doesn't stop you from, like you said, paying for the cruise itself, right? 50 bucks a month doesn't get put you on the boat. It doesn't buy your drink on the boat. So that, that, that revenue stream is not gone. Right. You're now bundling it in a way that the person going on the cruise gets like a, oh, a reminder. It's happy birthday. Your next cruise drink is free. Like I can't imagine it's going to be it would have to even be more than that. But Disney people are freaks. I think you are um, being insensitive to our Disney listeners. <laughs> I went to Disney World when I was 16. I went, it was, we were with my parents' best friends who are these Disney freaks. Their youngest son at the time was like 14 years old. He'd been to Disney World 16 times in his life. Yeah. That is absurd. Yeah. My parents spent probably $12,000 taking seven people to Disney World. I have friends that go every year. Like the, yeah, every year. There's not a better... And would those friends spend $50 a month to have exclusive access to the things they're already doing? Probably. Yeah, I guess so. Disney does have like this ridiculously loyal following. The brand the is... The brand, yeah. Is, and that's is, like his whole point is they're missing huge opportunity. I, it's inter- It was interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. Always, very interesting. It's always pretty thoughtful. <laughs> Will Fear Kill the Movie Theater by William Lynch, um, a Medium blog post. We talked about the death of movie theaters on one of our early podcasts where Jeff famously concluded that because everyone has a big enough TV in their house and access to streaming content at their fingertips, we didn't need movie theaters anymore. Even though Jeff is no expert, it's pretty easy to agree with his sentiment. Fast forward a couple of months in the midst of a pandemic and the insecurity so many people feel in any enclosed populated environment, have we truly seen the end of movie theaters? That was a good summary. That was a great summary. (laughs) It was so good. I feel like I didn't even have to read the article. (laughs) I don't go. I used to go to movies a lot when I was younger. Ever since I had my last child, I don't. The only time I go to a movie is to take a kid to the movies. I just don't find them that necessary anymore. I think, as I said on previous podcasts, I think the movie industry is, I get, maybe for my generation, it's dying. Like the old, like how many older people like date night, do you really go to the movies anymore? And a date night is to sit next to your spouse for two hours and not talk to them. But I understand that young kids like going to movies but I, I I don't see it sustaining. I, I think, as I mentioned earlier, people have 
technology in their home that's super adequate, above adequate. Yeah. And to go to the theater and drop 15 bucks a ticket and $18 on a, an extra large popcorn because the <laughs> options are small and extra large. <laughs> True. I just, I, I think it's it's got no shot. Yeah, so you were on this train before COVID. This has nothing to do with the a- safety issues. Absolutely before COVID. So yeah. now we're layering on the fear that people... Death have. nail. Death nail. Nail in the coffin. Absolutely. You you feel uh, differently? I don't think so. I'm trying to maybe disagree with something for, for some content, but... Um, I feel like we talked about the movie business, though. You know, the blockbusters, the summer block. It's, it's now just superhero movies, right? Yeah. I mean, are, are there really any other... Horror. There's horror movies. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. of any, And, like, so much content is now going direct to streaming with A-list people acting in them and producing them. I, I feel like COVID has little to do with the death. I, I'm kind of with you, Jeff. I Thank you. I, I think that there is a, a novelty to the experience of going to a theater that people enjoy. I personally am not one of them. I don't in, like like movie theaters either. I'm not a big movie goer. Can't we liken it to the death of death of the drive-in movie? It used to be like the thing to do when it was the thing to do. I would do that over going to a theater. I think drive-ins are kind of making a comeback. Because they are of really COVID. because yeah. of COVID. Yeah, but I like think putting projectors on the sides of Walmart and people are hanging in parking lots. That's cool. I, I is mean, it cool because it's something you didn't do? Yeah, and, cool and that's this is what the movie industry did to itself. They existed and they were popular because you couldn't see it anywhere else. And it's, I mean, E.T. took 20 years to get released on your home television. Yeah. You could only see it in the theater. Movies used to come out in the theaters and they would be there for six months, eight months, and then you didn't have access. It took them three years to get to Blockbuster. Now, I mean, I for the last five years, I remember I, I find myself going, wow, uh, Space Jam 12 just came out in the theaters. And then a month later, I'm like, oh my God, it's on HBO already. Yeah. They did it to themselves. I don't know if they did it though, or did these, the Netflixes, the HBOs, they, they evolved, right? They... They got big talent to come to their platform so uh, Robert De Niro could make a three-hour movie on Netflix. Like, I don't know how much of it is the movie theater's fault and how much of it is the evolution of streaming, which we have to remember is, like, not that old. Like, we haven't been doing this shit for a long time. So I feel like our personal feelings about movie theaters being dead for a long time are kind of inaccurate. Well, the theater was the only way that the actors created significant revenue. Mm-hmm. Was we just did a huge film and made two hundred and fifty million or billion or whatever the number is, yeah. and the main actor and the actors get X. That has been slowly dying, and now they're getting paid well to to hop on Netflix and do a series or do a movie yeah. or do an original, and I think it's. It's better for everyone because there's way more content. It's way more competitive. The content is getting better and better. And all there's so many actors now that are employed and have, I mean, obviously not now because of COVID and they can't get together. But um, I think it's a win for everybody. And, and is anyone really going to miss sitting inside in a dark room watching an enormous screen? It, it is admittedly way better to watch a movie in a theater with the sound system and the and the screen is it worth all the like pomp and circumstance to go i mean i don't know or is there more competition for other things to do with your time like used to be like you just move like going to a movie was like all you had to do is there i'm just I'm, i'm kind of rhetorically asking the question is there is it that there's other things that younger people can do and do do that other than going to a movie from an experience standpoint i i agree with you that the audio component in a theater is awesome not the visual why aren't there eight how come it's not hd like i don't find the clarity in a movie theater better than the clarity on my home tv 
In fact, I find it worse. Or especially compared to like your MacBook. Crystal I, clear. I watched Michael B. Jordan take off his shirt in <laughs> The Black Panther and it was perfect. I'm sure. Chef's kiss, perfect. In, in the theater? In the theater. I'm sure you would have enjoyed it more <laughs> if you were laying on your bed with your laptop on your lap. <laughs> no, I, I, so I'm a recent subscriber to Hulu and I, I, this has nothing to do with movies. <laughs> but I logged into the, the um, Lakers Heat game, like four, on my phone. And it was, I've never seen anything that clear before. Yeah, and I know when I sit in the theater, it's it's not it's not crystal like that. You make it crystal. You have the audio. You might you might get me back in for a superhero movie. A Marvel, right? Yeah, because I love watching those kind of graphics and things like that, and the CGI on a big screen. I found. I remember. I think the last th- movie I went to that was kind of like that was a Transformer movie, and I remember watching it going. I can't follow any of this shit. It's so fast. It's so now maybe I'm just getting old. So fast, so loud. It's not clear. Like, I just it wasn't that enjoyable. I couldn't wait to watch it at home, and like be able to like put it in slow mo and like so I can follow. Yeah, slow mo. You can put things in slow mo. What do you mean? You can't. I don't really use slow mo. Really? Like, what do you mean? What do you put in slow mo? Everything. So you're watching something and you can, like a live something and you can slow it down? So if I'm watching the Eagles game on Sunday and a play happens, I know they're going to do the three angles. The three angles. But I pause it. I go back and I look to see it in slow. You're not going to be able to do that on Hulu. So hope you don't do that often. That's definitely like Isn't that part of like a DVR cloud? package where yeah. you no you don't have a slow dvr is super basic it is strictly storing things i'm going back to files <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're mostly in agreement that like covid had nothing to do with this 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 accelerated right yeah maybe and maybe the accelerant had more to do with the fact that like well, no, it doesn't. I mean, if you're going to get actors together to produce and film another show or movie, it does, it, whether there's theaters or not, doesn't matter. Right. So. Yeah, I think we agreed that co- the only thing COVID did was just end it. Yeah. Officially, yeah. officially end it. All right. Okay. Score Top one. Five. COVID one, theater zero. <laughs> Top five movies or TV shows that have a place, real or fictional, in the title. I have like 30, so I have to go last. Because I don't know which ones to pick in my top five. I only have five. Okay, you only have Meg, five? Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I don't do it the way you do. I, I made a list of like six, and I was like, all right, I'll just right. eliminate one of these. Um, I'll go ahead bottom to top, maybe. No, I'll start with it. The Good Place? I debated that with Kayla last night. Wait. The Good Place. It is a place that they refer to in the show as the good place. Like, that is the location. Is it, like, the town Good Oklahoma or something? No. The entire show is set in the good place. Okay. Call it heaven. Okay. It's called the the good place. So I ran it by Christian, and he didn't agree. (laughs) We debated it last night, and I forget how I shook out on it. Um, But it's, it's like, one of my favorite shows. I'll allow it. Highly recommend you watch if you haven't. It's Always Sunny. Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a good one. one. You guys didn't have that one? I did not. No, it didn't oh. make my list. Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a TV show or no, a movie? No, it's a movie. Have you guys ever seen it? Oh, it was a spoof no. movie, wasn't it? It's, um, I don't know if I'd call it spoof. So I think his name's Jamie Kennedy. He's oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, A white yeah. guy from yeah. Yeah. Malibu who pretends to, like, is completely hat, hat, hat to the appropriating... Side black culture <laughs> yeah, and it is so it's hysterical yeah it's so dumb but <laughs> so funny um sweet home alabama obviously gotta do a that's a movie sweet home alabama yeah i know it's a song reese witherspoon never seen it made hmm. in manhattan 
another rom-com. Oh, is that um, J-Lo? It is. Yeah. Stupid movie. Unwatchable. Unwatchable. You're unwatchable. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, I mean, okay. like, geez. That's, good. <laughs> That's a good list, Meg. Yeah, it is good. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't have 30. I had I had some. I had to stop. Um, you may have not seen this one, but I love this movie for some reason. Um, California. California with a K. Starring Brad Pitt, Juliette Lewis, and David Duchovny. I never saw it, but never I know I know what it. you're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 good. Um, hmm, I've got uh, I put Hawaii Five O on here just as a, a little nod to an old school. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, yeah, not bad series. Yeah, you that's know, a throwback. Welcome, Dano. Sure, you know. <laughs> um, I have Mississippi Burning. Ever see it? Yeah, it's an intense. It's one. intense. Yeah. It's good. Gene Hackman. Yeah, um, old one, old one, yeah. but good. And I have Good Morning Vietnam. Wow, good call. Ever see it, Meg? Nope. Robin Williams. Mm. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And then I think my last one. I, I'm just going to go with Fargo. You guys know. I, I oh, love, yeah. love that. I love the show, the series. Um, it's awesome. So that's my list. What do you got? I got, uh, man, I have a Bronx Tale. Mm-hmm. Never saw it, right? It's a good one. You should watch it. I have The Wizard of Oz. That's a pretty good one. Hmm. It's creative. Yeah, that's decent. I have Deadwood. Is that a town name? Yeah. Huh. What's Deadwood? It's an HBO series. It was good. What's a Western? Oh. So that's one, two, three. I have um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's a good one. With Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. I never saw that. That's a oh great one. Oh, my God. It's, it's actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> and my last one is Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even know that was a movie. Yeah, me neither. It's a, it's a, it's a Wayne's it's a Wayne. spoof yeah. on every, like, oh my God. Gangster movie ever ever made. I had a question. Would New Jack City have applied? What's New Jack City? Oh. That's a... No, I don't think so. I think it's... I don't know if, if New Jack City was... I, I, no, I think it was New York. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I had another question, and I, I thought this was the winner, Avatar. That's I thought not, of that. I thought of that. Avatar is not the name of no. the place, though. Yeah. It's Pandora. Okay. Thanks for listening. See ya. Till next week.